Let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter number 2. 2 Timothy chapter... I tell you what, just, just, just go to 1 Peter chapter 5 and I'll let them put the other one on the board, all right? 1 Peter chapter number 5. Uh, if y'all can put up 2 Timothy for me. If y'all put up uh, 2 Timothy uh, and, and then we'll, we'll read in 1 Peter chapter uh, number 5 and verse number 8, all right? 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 8 is where you're going to in your Bible. And we're going to put on the screen uh, 2 Timothy 2 and verse 26. The Bible says, And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Now, how many of y'all believe the devil's real? You better. You better, because he's real as rain. Out of the snare of the devil who are taken, what's that word? Captive. Who are taken captive by him at his will. Uh, the devil has a snare, and he wants to take you captive. He wants to bring you under arrest, if you will. He wants to take you captive and, 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 and bind you up. He's very good at what he does. He's real. Now, look in your Bible, look in your Bible right here in uh, uh, First Peter chapter, First Peter chapter number five and verse number eight. First Peter five eight says this: Be sober. Be vigilant, because your adversary, the word adversary means enemy. You have an enemy. Your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion who walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now let's look at what the Bible says we're to do. Verse 9, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. He's an enemy. He's an adversary. He's a roaring lion, roaming about seeking whom he may devour, seeking whom he may captive, seeking whom he can put his snare around and captive and arrest you. But the Bible says to resist steadfast in the faith. I want to preach a little bit this morning on the subject. It's time... To resist arrest. Say amen. Now some of y'all are experienced, all right? Some of us need more experience, amen? Resisting arrest. Now let me, let me, let me ask you a question earlier. Now if this, this, this sound system is, is messing up because Satan's trying to get you not to hear this, just ignore it, we'll get through it, amen? Listen, how many of you have failed before when it comes to fighting the devil? Be honest, be honest. He's got you someday. There's been times he got you. Listen, same here. Same here. That don't have to be. We can win. Amen? We are winners. Lord, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your mercy. God, I pray in Jesus' name that your will be done today. Help the sound system. Lord, get the devil out of all of it. Lord, it's demon-possessed. I pray, God, that you'll put a hedge about this place. Lord, let us preach your word in truth. And, Lord, I pray that the, that the truth of the gospel will settle down in our hearts and give us victory over the devil. And Lord, we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Last week, last Sunday, uh, our church stepped into a new dimension of faith, a new dimension of ministry. Uh, you, you took a measure of faith and decided we're going we're gonna to step out in faith and give and be a blessing to see souls saved. Now let me tell you what you did. Uh, you did a great thing. You did an awesome thing. But I, I will say this. You ticked the devil off. Say amen. You made him mad. 
Uh, one preacher said it this way, John R. I. said it this way, a young preacher said, man, you keep talking about the devil messing with you all the time. He says, why does the devil mess with you so much? He said, if you jerked on his tail as much as I did, he'll mess with you too. Amen. Guess what we did last Sunday? We jerked on his tail. Amen. And we're going to keep doing that. Now, I want to say this. I want to say this. Last Sunday morning, and the reason I'm preaching this today is because of what happened last Sunday. Uh, last Sunday, I sat over here, and, 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 and early that morning, early that morning, well, actually, it started the night before. It started Saturday. Uh, we were running through, getting everything ready for the skit we were going to do and, uh, and, and, and trying to get that ready for Sunday morning. Well, these lights up here just went to blinking and going crazy. Hadn't happened. Last time something went crazy, it was during Easter time when we had a big day when we was trying to jerk on the devil's tail again. Say amen. So we're saying, what in the world's going on? So we, we, we couldn't figure it out. We was trying to do it. Well, that morning, things that I can't even tell you about happened, and I'm, I'm just feeling it. I mean, I, 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 I mean, it's like I could almost smell him, Brother Donnie. I, 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 I sense Satan. Uh, the majority of y'all came in late, so I didn't think he was coming. Say amen. And I'm thinking, dear God, where'd they all go? There ain't nobody here. I mean, it, 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 and by the way, y'all finally got here. Thank the Lord. Better late than never is what I say. Amen. Just get here when you can. But that morning, I'm thinking, what is going on? Everything, every time I turn around, something went wrong. Preacher, this is going wrong or this is messing up. And, and I sat right over here. And I was sitting on this little, little, little stool over here when it came time, right before it came time, uh, uh, to give our, our, our love offering to, to, to buy the proclaimers. And, and the devil, he found a seat. I don't even know how he got in here. One of y'all opened the door. Amen. I don't know what happened. I don't even know how he got in here, but he got in here, and he sat right down beside me and went to talking. How many of y'all has ever had that happen before? They ain't going to come. You're going to look real stupid because you, you, they ain't going to give nothing. Look, look I ain't nobody. What, what are you going to do if nobody moves? And boy, I started feeling it. And the crazy thing is, you'll start believing it. And I started getting nervous. And, 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 and the first thought, why did I even do this? Why did we even ask for it? You know, and here we go. We start doubting God. Now, let me tell you something. Satan is real. Satan's real. The Bible says this. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Are y'all with me? What does that mean? Uh, look at your neighbor. Look right beside your neighbor and tell them, you're not the enemy. Some of your spouses need to hear that today. We'll be at each other's throat and the devil sitting over the corner laughing at us. Saying, look what I got them doing. And the devil will make us think our spouse is the enemy, our children are the enemy, or our parents are the enemy. No! And he's good at what he does. He's good at what he does. So I want to share with you just a couple things that we need to do. I want to take the word resist. Say that word with me. How many of y'all know we need to resist the devil? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. The Bible says here that we just read, resist him steadfast in the faith. And I want to take the word resist, and we can't do it all today, so it's going to be a two-part message. Uh, so, so we need you to come back next week and get the rest of it. We're going to take the first part of it. We're going to take each one of those letters and do an acrostic message. And, and how do we resist the devil? When he comes into our face, when he comes into our life, and he has destroyed life after life after life. I just found out about another pastor uh, in the Chattanooga area that just fell into sin, and, and, and here we go, and the devil's done one again. 
Boy, I'm sick and tired of seeing that. I'm tired of seeing families destroyed. I'm tired of seeing people. I had a man in my office this morning before church ever started weeping and just, just, just distraught because of what the devil's done in his life. We're victors. We're not victims. We're the children of the king. The Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We are more than conquerors. It's time we start acting like it. Amen? We're winners. After the, after the, the, the evening service, I was sitting with Brother, uh, Brother Doug Ripley. And, uh, man, they have an unbelievable missions program. They're helping us with ours. And he said, now, Malcolm, you need to get ready. You need to get ready for some spiritual warfare. I said, get ready. I've been in it all morning. Amen. He said, because when you decide to reach souls, the devil is coming after you. But that's okay. It's worth it. It's worth it. We're not going into this thing alone. We're not going into this thing without help. Say amen. So we're going to take three, three words today. Three, three, three letters. All right, we're going to break the, the word resist down, and we're going, to, we're going to see how we can do this. How do we resist? So what's the first letter in the word resist? All right, now here's what we got to do. The first thing we got to do when the devil comes our way, when, when we see him coming, the first thing we've got to do is remember. Remember. Say that word with me. Say it again. Say it again. You've got to remember some things. You've got to remember some things. You can't get flush, flustered. You can't get frustrated. You can't get beside yourself. Listen, I know you probably feel like Jeff Driscoll with that Alabama defensive line coming at you. I know, I know, I know. Say amen. And when the devil comes and it seems like everything's coming from every corner, this tears up, this breaks down, this person gets mad, this doesn't work, and it just seems like all of a sudden, here we go, we get overwhelmed. There's one thing we've got to remember. Everything the devil brings at you, his number one tool... His number one tool, ladies and gentlemen, his number one tool is a lie. The first thing we have to remember when we are facing the devil, when we are resisting arrest, when we are resisting his attacks against us, the first thing we got to remember is that the devil is a liar. He is a liar. A liar. The Bible says this. It says in John chapter 8, verse 42, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. When he tells you you're not going to make it, he's a liar. When he tells you your spouse don't love you, he's a liar. When he tells you your kid ain't never going to come back, he's a liar. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Say amen. He's going to tell you all kinds of things. He started that way in the very beginning of time. He started that way in the Garden of Eden. He came to Eve and said, Yea, hath God said, hath God really said this, you're not going to really die. He just knows you're going to be as smart as he is. You're going to be like God. And he convinced Eve that God was holding out on him. And I'm telling you, sometimes things will happen in your life and he'll make it think like God is holding out on you, that God doesn't love you and that God doesn't care for you and that God will not supply your need. Well, I got news for you honey God loves every hair on your head he loves every part of every fiber of your being he loves you more than anything you could ever know and you need to stand up and tell the devil you're a liar you're a liar the devil will get you thinking things against your spouse He'll get you thinking things against your friends. He'll get you thinking things against your pastor. Your pastor will stand up and tell you what the Bible says the truth about the way you're living, and you don't like that, and you'll get mad at him, and the devil will say, he don't love you. 
Hey, boy, that, did you see that preacher picking on you this morning? Let me ask you a question. Do you want to go to a doctor and you have cancer? Do you want him to say, oh, you're okay? It's going to be, don't worry about it. No. If I go to a doctor and I have cancer, I want him to shoot straight with me. Tell me, what do I need to do? What do I need? Listen, let, hey, let's get this thing under control. What do I need to do? But we go to church and we want people to lie to us. We go to church and we want people to tell us what we want to hear. Don't get on me. Don't mess with my sins. Don't mess with my life. Just make me feel good about it. You're in the wrong place for that to happen. The Bible says in the last days, teachers, listen, uh, people will heap upon themselves teachers having itching ears. In other words, just tell me. what We could get a big crowd. We could do that if we just, had, just made everybody feel good. We're making everybody feel good. Or kill, well, listen, we'll kill you. And the devil will say, look, he's picking on you. Look at that. Isn't this amazing? Isn't this amazing? Satan's number one tool is a lie. It's a lie. And he wants to take you captive. Now watch this. This is so amazing. He wants to take you captive by a lie. But Jesus said, ye shall know the... And what will the truth do for you? You see how that works? Make you free from what? All his lies? All his snares? Because if you know the truth... A lie can't mess with you. You know when a lie will get you? When you don't know the truth. Honey, speed limit's really 70. And it was 45. Now, if you knew the truth, that lie couldn't get you. Amen, preacher. That's good stuff right there. Hunker down right there. Amen. Pour it to it. He's a liar. He'll tell you all kinds of things. It's a lie. And our emotions will build up and we'll believe a lie. And we'll take it out on our spouses. We'll take it out on our children. We'll take it out on our parents. We'll take it out on our family. We'll take it out on the church. Simply because we believed a lie. When Satan comes, he's a liar. He's a liar. Not only is he a liar, but he's a loser. Everybody hold up. Hold up your hand. Left hand. Come on. Hold it up. Everybody, come on. Take, take part. This is like American Idol. Come on. Everybody got a vote right here. Tell the devil. Devil, you're a... So why do, you need, why do we need to know that? Because you're, you're still afraid of him. You're still giving in to him. He's a lost cause. Let me, let me show you. Let me show you. It happened all at Calvary. Hebrews 2.14 For as much then as the, the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the... That's right. When Jesus died on the cross, he gained the victory over Satan. He's a loser. The game is over. The game is over. A, a, a preacher friend of mine, I told this story a while back, but it fits too good right here not to say it. preacher friend of mine, he, he gets nerved up. You know, his nerves can't take an exciting game, and, and, but he likes football, but he can't take it. So what he does, he, he, he DVRs or he videos or records the whole game, and he waits and finds out who wins, and then he watches the game. 
I thought, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. But you know what his logic and his reasoning is? It doesn't matter if the other team, it doesn't matter if they, they have an interception. I don't get worked up. I get me a good glass of glass water or ice water. And he said, I just enjoy it because it don't matter. You may intercept it, but we still win the game. You may have got the fumble, but we still win the game. That was a good play you made, but we still... Listen, some of y'all are still, y'all are still over. Listen, you're just overanalyzing a failed mistake in your past. You can't, you can't focus on the third quarter because you keep remembering that fumble in the first. Now, there ain't a person in this building that hadn't messed up in the first quarter of your life. But forget about it. Listen, Ruth and, and Naomi... Ruth and Naomi, Naomi, she, listen, she, all she, 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 she started focusing on the first part of her life. But that's not the deal. The last chapter is what's important. It's not how you start, baby, it's how you finish. And tell the devil, you're a loser. I don't care what happened in my past. I don't care all those failures I made. I'm telling you, I'm on the winning side. No matter what happens in my life, devil, you're still going to spend eternity in hell. Amen. Y'all missed a shouting point right there. No matter what happens, you're going to be in heaven. No matter what happens, he's going to be in hell. Yeah, it looks good for him right now. It looks good for him in our country. It looks good for him in our society. But when it's all said and done, I'm going to be walking on a street of gold and he's going to be in a lake of fire. Give God praise and glory right there. He's a loser. He's a loser. Listen, we need to, we need to remember. First step in, in, in resisting arrest is to what? Listen, when he whispers in your ear, your spouse don't love you, tell him he's a liar. When he whispers in your ear that, that, that the preacher don't love you, that God don't know what he's doing, he's a liar. Remember. Second thing, what's the next letter? E, we need, we need to, when, when, when it comes time to face the devil, we need to evaluate. Say that word with me. We need to evaluate. Now listen. There's a, there's a couple things that we need. There are really two weapons. Two weapons when it comes to fighting Satan. We've got to evaluate which one we're going to use. Now, I know some of you think, oh, no, 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 there's only one weapon. Not true. Not true. There's two things that take place when it comes to a battle. You're going to evaluate and you're going to determine one or two things. Two things, A and B. Write this down and then we'll talk about it. Do I flee? Or do I fight? See, there's only two things. When it comes to fighting the devil, there's only two things. There's only two weapons. You've got to choose which one you're going to use. And one is as effective as the other. Now, I know, I know what you're thinking right now. I said, no, no, no. I've I, I got to determine something. I want you to put up, let's see, uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Put that up uh, uh, now. Now, what's that first word? Say it again. Please. Lord, don't let me have holes in my socks in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> I should have thought about that beforehand. Amen. All right. All right. Here we go. What's the first word? Please. You see anything there about fighting? Now, now, is, is fornication, is that a temptation from the devil? Sure is. Now, was it that, does the Bible say you need to fight temptation? Does it say that right here? No. All right. 
What's it say? Flee. Listen, this is no time. When it comes to temptation, there is no time to be fighting. It's time to run. When it comes to temptation in your life, that is not the weapon of choice. This is not the weapon of choice. These are. Give me an illustration. How about, how about Joseph? Potiphar's wife was trying to tempt him to sleep with him. And he kept saying, no, 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 no. This is not a good thing. This is no good, no good. She grabs a hold of him and he runs. So, oh, he was a coward. No, he was smart. He lost his coat, but he kept his character. And when it comes to temptation, it is not a time to fight. It's a time to flee. Run, run. Young people, get this. Please get this. Get your tennis shoes on and run. Don't put yourself in a situation where you can fall. Listen, you're not strong enough to fight. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, men at work, when those secretaries or whatever that deal is, don't fight temptation. Run from it. Run from it. Run from it like it's a rattlesnake. Run from it like it's a deadly plague because it's both of them. Don't stay and fight. Don't stay and say, I'm a strong Christian. I can do it. No, you can't. No, you can't. You're not strong enough. Run. Run. God said it. He put it there for a reason because He knew our human behavior. He knew our human weaknesses. And He said, this is no time to fight temptation. This is a time to run. Listen, if you're struggling with alcohol and temptation with alcohol, you don't go sit in a bar. Well, I'll just order a Coke. No, run! Run! If you're struggling with lust, you don't need to hang out at the beach. This is not, listen, this is not rocket scientists, people. If you're around there when they're running around half naked, you're not going to keep your mind right. Run! I'm going to just quote Scripture. Yeah, why are you lusting? This ain't no time to quote Scripture. This is time to run for the hills. Say amen. Run. I told y'all a couple weeks ago that deal that happened to me when I was on the road and, 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 and that, that lady doing what she'd done. And man, when that hit me in my mind, what that really was all about, I broke the sound barrier getting out of that parking lot. And the first thing I did was call my wife. Tammy, wake up. Oh, that's silly. Uh-uh, I'm married. I didn't mess up. I ran. Well, this it's not that big a deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. A big time show enough, big time preacher just fell. You know why? Because he thought he was big time. He thought he was he thought he was strong enough. He thought it would never happen to him. And now he's out of the ministry because he didn't run. You know when you don't run from a snake? When you stop being afraid of it. When you stop being afraid of it. And see, some of y'all have done stop being afraid of that secretary. That situation. That person at work. And y'all don't don't even don't even get no self-righteous look at me right now. The divorce rate is just as bad in the church as it is in the world. That's shame. Flee. You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Say amen. Let me just talk a language we all understand. Amen. 
you got to know when to run. And when it comes to temptation, I, I started looking through the Bibles at the times when, when, you need to, when you need to run, and it's when temptation is there. Don't fight temptation. Run from it. Do you realize these tennis shoes can be as effective or more effective than that Scripture right there? It can. You know why? Because the further away you get from temptation, the better off you're going to be. See, what happens is temptation and opportunity come together. And the longer you hang out with temptation and spend around with temptation, sooner or later opportunity is going to come knocking. And when that happens, you're in a mess. As long as you keep them away from each other. Listen, if you guys dating or, or hanging out, whatever y'all do, whatever you call it now, what are they doing now? Going out. Going out, hanging out. All right, going out. We're going out. You need to go out with about 20 of them. At the same time, in a crowd. It's hard to mess up in this room, isn't it? I don't see nobody in here having an affair. Don't need to. Cain, it's hard. It's all this crowd. There ain't no opportunity. Isn't this great? This is wonderful. I looked at the other day. I was, I was preaching on this, and Aaron was in here, and his mom just happened to be in the service. I said, Aaron, it's hard to cuss in here, isn't it? What are you saying? Don't put yourself in a situation to mess up. Don't put yourself in that situation. My dad always told me, if you're never around it, you'll never be accused of it. This is good. You know what? We're not hearing it. We're not hearing this in America. That's why people are falling like flies. In sexual and adulterous sins. Because they're not hearing the preacher say, stand up and run. Now, look, can, can I be real a minute? Can I be real? It's okay. Let me just be real a minute. I know what them feelings are. I know what them feelings are. I know how that is. I know how that works. And y'all can look at me self right. Oh, he's a preacher. Hey, I got blood flowing through my veins just like you do. Now, I'm telling you, when you start feeling that, it's time to run. It's time to run. It's not time to fight. It's not time to pray. No, that's a, you don't even have to pray about it. You don't, isn't this cool? You don't even have to pray about it. He just says, run! Father, Father. No, Father, run! Pray when you get by yourself. Then you can stop and pray. But get away from that. Get away from that temptation. If you're, if you're struggling with, with crack, if you're struggling with meth, don't be hanging out with them people doing that stuff. Run! You need to evaluate. Do I run or do I fight? Sometimes it's time to fight. And when it comes to fighting, there's one weapon. It's your sword. I asked, I asked Brother Danny to... Get me a sword for today. And I said, this game may not go well. Amen. I need a sword. The Bible says your only offensive weapon is the word of God. What does, what is the Bible called? It said, thy word is truth. Think about this a minute. Let's, let's just break it down. 
Thy word is truth. And what was the, what was the devil's number one weapon? A lie. His number one weapon is a lie. If you go down through the Bible, all that he ever used was a lie. And he said, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Why? You're going to know the truth. So when the devil comes and tells you a lie, you can say, oh, that's a lie. Isn't this good? When it comes to temptation, you need to flee. When it comes to matters of faith, resist steadfast in the faith. In other words, Kendrick, you're going to go bankrupt. You're giving all that money to tithes, and you're giving all that money to these proclaimers. You're going to go bankrupt. How are you going to put gas in your car? You know what that is? That's a matter of faith. You see the difference? You need to flee from temptation. You need to fight when it comes to matters of faith. What do you fight with? The sword, the word of God. And when the devil comes and says, you're, gonna not, you're not going to make it. You're going to go bankrupt. You're going to stand up and quote the word and say, my God shall supply every need that I have according to his riches and glory. Devil, I'm old and I've been young and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging bread. Stand up and quote the word. When Jesus was fighting the devil in the wilderness... He came to him and said, oh, you know, if you're really God, what, you, you don't deserve to be hungry. What, man, God, he, see, he did the same thing with Jesus as he did with Eve. Boy, your heavenly Father's holding out on you. You're the, you're the prince of heaven. You're the son of God, and you're down here hungry. Why don't you just turn these stones into bread? The first thing he did in matters of faith, he said, it is written. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Listen, we need to, when it comes to matters of faith, we need to know God is able. And you need to be able to quote Scripture. Now let me say this, let me say this. Does this mean we don't need to, we don't need to know Scripture about our temptation? Say you got a weakness, you got a weakness with the opposite sex. No, you need to get Scripture to strengthen you before the temptation. So you will have strength to run in the temptation. But you don't need to be trying to look up a Bible verse while, while somebody's trying to seduce you. You get my point? There's no time to be thinking. There's no time to call the preacher. There's no time to look up your concordance. It's time to run. Amen. When it comes to matters of temptation, we need to flee. We need to run from it as, as fast as we can. Guys, if you're struggling on that computer screen, you better run from it. I'm telling you, you better run from it. Because that's a beast, that is a fire that will burn, and I'm telling you, you will not conquer it. It's amazing to me that they can look their nose down at somebody that's struggling with meth because it's so powerful, yet they can go into their living room or wherever they're at when nobody's there and hit that button, and they think it's, not, it's, it's exactly the same. It's just a different physical appetite that you're addicted to. You need to run. But when the devil comes and says, you're not going to make it, when the devil says that God don't love you, you need to quote the word and say, for God so loved the world. Devil, let me tell you how much he loved me. But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
Listen, you don't ever have to fail again. You don't ever have to fail again. If you'll learn, put these on and put this in your hand. And that is the Word of God. The Bible says the Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged what? Sword. Let me read a verse and we're done. 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Now think about this. Think about this. If you, you go back and look, Jesus always and God always told the nation of Israel, the battle is the Lord's. But you've got to use your faith to activate his hand. Jesus, boy, I, I wish I could go deeper with this, but I can't today. When they went and they marched around Jericho, they marched around Jericho. God crushed the walls. God won the battle. But they had to believe God's word that he would. And by faith, they stepped out and did the marching and the shouting. Every battle we face will be a battle of faith. Every battle. Every time Satan comes against you, he's going to bring a lie to get you to do one thing. That's to doubt the Word of God. Because when you begin to doubt the Word of God is when you begin to disobey the Word of God. You never disobey till you first doubt. And what causes you to doubt? A lie. This is good, guys. So learn to put your sneakers on. Learn to get that Bible in your hand. So preacher, I, I know my weaknesses. Well, find, listen, get, get a Bible verse for your weakness. And memorize it. So that when the devil comes, you're ready. You're ready. You may tell you the, the punch that always gets you, the one you don't see coming. The one you're not prepared for. Number three. What was R? Tell me R. Give me R real quick. Hurry, hurry, hurry. When the devil comes, we need to remember. What do we need to remember? He's a, he's a liar, and he's also a loser. What was E? We need to, do I flee or do I fight? In matters of temptation, we flee. In matters of faith, we stand and fight. Quit arguing with your wife and start praying for her. Quit arguing with your children and start praying for them. Start praying the devil off of them. Maybe he's acting that way. Maybe she's acting that way because the devil's been on them all week. Listen, why don't we stop fighting flesh and blood and start fighting a spiritual warfare and say, God, help me and pray the devil off of your people. You'll be amazed what will happen when we do that. Number three. Number three, write this down. This is real easy. Say it with me. Speak. Speak. Speak up, guys. Quit getting beat up, thrown around. Speak up. Two things I need you to do. A, ask for support. Jesus, please help me. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says uh, in in First Chronicles, in First Chronicles, chapter number uh, 
4, verse 10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me. Now watch what he says right here. I underline this in my notes. That thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And watch what the Bible says. And God, what's it say? And God granted him that which he requested. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Lord, lead me not into, but Jesus in his model prayer told you to pray that every day of your life. Do you ask for support before you go out into the battle? Listen, listen, that is as important as putting your deodorant on in the morning. Matter of fact, you ought to put a note on your deodorant, because I know you ain't going to leave without it. You shouldn't. You ought to tape a note on that deodorant. Or wherever it is you go, it may be, it may be the biscuit roll. I don't know, whatever it is, and you know you're going that morning, you need to write it on there. Lord, help me today. pray I'd rather you go out the house thinking than go out and have an affair now how many of y'all believe staying pure and holy is important how many of y'all would like to know that before you even went out that the God would provide you with extra strength before you ever faced that deal before you even get there God already give you what you need because you asked for it that morning how many of y'all like that God keep me from evil the Bible says Jabez prayed that God would keep him from evil and God granted him his request. You know what that tells me? And it makes me sad because every time I fail, it was unnecessary. Every time in my life I messed up, it was needless because I had all the things that I needed to keep me from messing up and all I had to do was ask. Church, say amen. amen. Ask for support. And the second thing is this. B, apply the Scriptures. Apply the Scriptures. We've got to take that sword, guys. We've got to learn it. We've got to learn it. You can't ignore the Bible. I, I, uh, I, hadn't, I hadn't been doing much coon hunting. I've been, I got a little fellow that likes to handle my dog for me, so I hadn't been climbing all them hills and hadn't really been eating right like I need to, but I'm going to. And, and, and uh, I had to, I had to this week, had one last big hunt before the, the year was up and all, and, and I couldn't take the little fella with me, so I had to do it. Whew. We walked, and we walked, and we walked, and we walked, and I was huffing and puffing and sweating and crying and cussing. No, I didn't cuss. I thought about it. I wanted to. And I'm like, <sighs> and you know what? I was coming home, and and I and I heard, I heard a message. Your endurance will betray your eating habits. Think about it a minute. Your endurance will betray and reveal your eating habits. My eating habits hadn't been what it should have been. And I was about to die. Some of y'all, the devil is beating the snot out of you. And it's just revealing 
your eating habits. I don't know why I'm just messing up with the devil so much. You can't even find your Bible. If you do find it's got that much dust on it, I shouldn't be surprised when I done walk two and a half miles and I can't breathe and I need a helicopter to take me back to my truck. Because right before I went, right before I went, we, we went and visited Tammy's grandmother and, and right before I went, she had, she had, God help us, amen. Does anybody got a real country grandmama, a Mimi, that's got one of them honey bun hairdos? I mean, just like way up yonder and if it, it'll hit the floor if it comes down. Deep dish macaroni and cheese. Oh, yeah. Cream corn. I ain't talking about that no can. I'm talking about you can see little things off of her where you can tell she done scratched it off the cob. I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, on, on, on the side of the pan, it said EKG, hey man, because you knew your arteries are fitting a harden right here. Cornbread fritters, about that thin, and pour it out like a cake and, 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 and fries it crispy. Fried everything. Fried chicken. Are y'all with me? See, this is the only time y'all get excited right here. What's the deal? And I promise you, I sat at the trough for a while. Amen. But you know what it did? It betrayed me about two hours later. Some of y'all getting the snot beat out of you. And it's not because God ain't powerful. He's just as powerful as he's always been. What's happening in your life right now is just revealing your eating habits. You need to get your Bible back off the shelf. Go find it. If you can't find it, buy one. Let's start reading it again. Let's don't just come in this church and get entertained and go home. Let's start applying what we hear. Start writing down some stuff. Start remembering. Start saying, I'm going to start doing that preacher said. I'm, I'm getting tired of getting beat up by the devil. You know what? And I'll say this and we're done. Right here, right here. This is it. A statement was made. Last night I was watching that game, and I watched it to the bitter end, Bubba. I'm not a fair-weather friend. I go down with the ship. And they put a close-up on Will Muschamp when Alabama was taking a knee. And the announcer said this. He said, it's a sad day when you see the opposing team taking a knee on the home field. And you know what? I got to thinking, how many times are people being defeated on the home field? If there is anybody in this country that should be winning right now, should be joyous right now, should be jubilant right now, should be walking in victory, it's the people of the church. And the devil's got some of them beat up so bad they're taking a knee. He don't even have to do a trick play. He just got to take a knee because he's done got them beat up so bad. I'm tired of that. How many of y'all are? Father, in Jesus' name.